Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and life on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or damn right stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance, of furious laughter, and unconditional, frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another new China Jedi show today with me, Chris J. Brashaw, and Josh Summers. Looking very nice and maroony, kind of purplish today, Josh. Oh, you better believe it. I got some good weather out here, so I am trying to soak it in. I got nice, I even got shorts on. You can't see that right now, but I got some nice shorts on. No, I, I, and I won't be going um, downwards to try and find see what shorts are. But uh, you're looking, you're looking very. Um, how do I say, Aris? What, what's it? Um, a very British royal today in your colours. So wonderful. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Now, Josh, great stuff today. Because in the last show, you alluded that you may have a few things up your sleeve,、um, some gifts and goodies. Uh, even though it's not Christmas time, to give to our listeners and new listeners, so I want you today to give us a little bit of a teaser as to our giveaway、uh, that we're going to、uh, talk about and introduce at the the end of the show. What's、uh, what's it about? Well, you know, one of the things that I and I know that you are very passionate about is just the idea of learning Chinese, and and two of our segments are even dedicated to that. We've got、mm -hmm. the Ting Budong and the Jingle Jangle Jong Wen, and so I think that there's probably a lot of people listening to this that are in the same boat, and I think we got something special for those guys that are that are really trying to step up their game with their Chinese、mm -hmm. language skills.、Mm -hmm. Okay, well there you go. So it's something to do with language and learning Chinese. And of course, anyone in China, I'm sure, would say, or anyone coming to China, a little bit of Chinese can go a long, long way. Absolutely. So, Josh, we begin as always with a bit of positivity, quote of inspiration, and I've been told、um, by our researchers today that I do need, if if it is possible, to tell you who actually made the quote in the first place. So, this quote of inspiration is from a Mr. Wayne Walter Dyer. Don't know if you know who he is, an American self-help author. A motivational speaker. So here we go. <laughs> that makes it. So, whatever you're about to say is so much better now that you've told me that. So I'm I'm really excited at this point. All right, here we go. This is it. May the games begin. The highest form of ignorance is when you reject something you don't know anything about. One more time. The highest form of ignorance. Is when you reject something you don't know anything about. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, the highest. I mean, it, I guess if you're gonna rate ignorance, what what what, what other kind of ignorance <laughs> is there? It's like you, you got ignorance or ignorance. So there, I, I guess 
We've got a higher form of ignorance, though, in this case, huh? Well, I've, I, recently, um, a, a, a couple of things just to come from recently. I've been uh, talking to people about certain things revolving the 5G technology uh, mm. and, and this kind of advent of our human involution, our race to just want to do things faster and be more busy and just get more things done uh, mm. without realizing that actually maybe not doing anything. There's something in that, you know, there's a lot, lot, lot in life to just take it easy for a bit and enjoy the now. Uh, instead of doing 50 million things at once. Well, now, of course, we want to do 100 million things at once. But when you actually talk about 5G, and this is not a podcast to talk about that, there's a lot of question marks. And when you suggest to someone that, you know, perhaps I'd be interested as a friend for you to take a look at this information, it's amazing how much belief someone has already to say, oh, that's a load of rubbish, or, ah, no, 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 it's absolutely fine, when they haven't actually looked at the situation or the information or evidence or facts. So I'm very much this kind of, the highest form of ignorance is when you reject something you don't know anything about. Be very careful with that when we use our, you know, these shutters, our beliefs, to actually judge something without truly actually opening up to what it could be about. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot more sense. So in other words, instead of uh, like what the way I'm seeing it is or hearing it is, is basically the highest form of ignorance is saying, I don't know what that is. And because that scares me, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm just going to yes. give it up. Well, and you know, it's like, what, what's the comment? Oh, I, I'm not interested. I'll leave 5G to the scientists. I mean, well, yeah, okay, I understand that. But, you know, scientists can also make mistakes and scientists can also be paid to suggest that the science says <laughs> this and, and all that kind of stuff. And all I say is, as human beings, we all need to question everything by ourselves, investigate by ourselves. Um, and, and, and that surely is not ignorance when we actually take a look at it from our own experience and actually see the facts of the cold light of day. Getting all philosophical here. Um, when I was put this uh, quote here, I, I didn't think it would take that long. We're, we're not a philosophical podcast, although actually, uh, China Jedi. Eh, well, I don't want to <laughs> let any. I don't want to let uh, you know all the eggs out, crack all of them yeah. out. To be honest, but there is something in that I have to say, uh, in personally, why I'm motivated to do these kind of things. So, um, highest form of ignorance is when you reject something you don't know anything about. So, everyone, before you make a judgment about something someone says, make sure that you actually understand it. Uh, completely and you've taken a look at it i think that's basically what it's saying there you go okay we're getting a bit serious here josh i need I to know. <laughs> I need to we, we need to do up. something here quick. come on you do a quick dance or something i can see you right now so do a quick jig no I, i'm thinking maybe you should change your top put something on a little bit more jazzy okay it's time. pineapples hawaiian shirt <laughs> I wish. Okay, it's time to move into Dway for Dway. Because this is just the way it's gonna be. This is just the way it's gonna be. This is just the way. Dway for Dway then, Josh. Correct or, or not correct. I do believe it's 1-1. One, one, tied at 1-1. One, Bring one. it on. Bring, Bring it, it on, on, Chris. Here's the first. Here's the first Dway for Dway of this episode. Well, first and last. We only have one, of course. Are you ready? Yes, Let's you are. Let's do it. According to a recent poll, the three best-known Western names in China are Jesus Christ, Richard Nixon, and David Beckham. I'll say that one more time. According to a recent poll, the three best-known Western names in China are Jesus Christ, Richard Nixon, and David Beckham. That's a tough one, actually. 
Yeah. You know, I, this is a little like on topic, but I'm not going to answer what I think it is. Like it is one of the funniest things I've always thought that it would make a great like board game or game at home mm-hmm. to like have people read off Chinese versions of popular names and try to have their, like everybody guess what they're trying to say. And like, who is this person that the Chinese are probably doing? Cause so many times I'm like, what, who is that? And then yeah, once they yeah. say it, like, once I know what it is, it's like, oh, that makes sense. But yeah, it's funny how they the transliteration of of popular names just sounds weird at times. Uh, it, it, yes, very much so. That would be. I wonder what they call that board game. Um, Ting <laughs> Badong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, just just quickly before we move on, though, because I, I, of course I haven't seen these either. Um, out of those three. Uh, and of course, we don't know if it's right or not right. But which one would you say is a definite certain from your experience of living and working in China? Oh, that's. I mean, easy. of course, they might. It might. They might not all be. But I'm. Yeah, I would no, definitely no. see one. There, there's, there's like a de- like David Beckham. Yeah, I've heard that name yeah. multiple times. That's, a, that's a no-brainer right there. Everybody yeah. knows David Beckham. See, I would, I would go with Richard Nixon. Really? I think maybe that's I, an older generation thing because yeah. he may came over. But I mean, for most people that I'm a, know now, yeah, it's definitely Beckham. And of course, the other thing we have to ask ourselves is, um, we don't know. A recent poll uh, would suggest it's kind of soon. Uh, sorry, researchers, they're looking at me like I shouldn't be prodding here. Um, but also the fact that are they young? Are they the young people, the young generation, doing this? Is was it an online survey or something? They just went outside to Shanghai on the streets of Shanghai and did, um, you know, so there's a lot of stuff in this. Though those researchers are really tricky. I, you know, <laughs> I've got, I... <laughs> <laughs> they are, and they're telling me to move on. So there you go, listeners. We'll come back to that at the end. Um, see what you think and uh, see if you can do better than Josh. Right, Josh, <laughs> this is your time. China Virgin tip of the week. Believe me when I wanted to see All right. So we've got the China Virgin tip of the week. This is good for travelers and also for those of us who maybe are going to have family or friends that are coming to visit in China if you're an expat that's living in China. But one of the things that I get questions on a lot has to do with a request that the embassy makes when you're trying to get your visa. And that is an itinerary. Now, a lot of times, let's say you're going with a tour group or a tour agency. I assume, I mean, I I guess uh, you know what they say about assuming, so I shouldn't do that. But but maybe there's not a lot of people listening that would take a tour group. But if you do, your tour agency would provide you with an itinerary that you can then submit for your visa itinerary. But if you don't have that, then you're kind of stuck and you have to create this itinerary. And we're going to kind of go a little bit further into detail about what that would entail. But one thing that people ask me about a lot is, do I have to follow the visa itinerary I set when I apply for the Chinese visa? And the answer to that, Chris, is? (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, that would be a no. Yeah. (laughs) And anybody who's lived in China knows that for sure. Like, it's it's funny because I think some people believe that they arrive in China Mm -hmm. and then like somebody like makes them, you know, has this printout of their itinerary and they got to make sure that they follow that. Oh, you know, they, and say they, you know, make a deviation, they fly out to Chengdu and then all of a sudden officials swarm them and ask why they're, what they're doing there. That's not the case at all. 
once you have a visa in your passport, you have the right to go pretty much anywhere in China. I mean, there are exceptions. You've got to have a special permit for Tibet. There's certain places in Xinjiang in the West. But other than that, you know, it you've got the freedom once you have that visa glued to your passport and you don't have to follow any itinerary that you set. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good point, Josh. Um, and I think, as you said, for those in China, I think we, we definitely know the question to that. But for those newbies, for sure, that's something to uh, to question. Um, one thing I, we have to apologize here. We've got construction work. Nothing unusual there going on outside <laughs> the studio. So if you hear a faint tap, um, you know that uh, someone's trying to put a nail into the wall uh, in a rather strange fashion. Um, the other thing on the itinerary stuff, Josh, um, maybe in the 80s, early 80s or 70s, I could have seen or I have heard from businessmen who had foreigners come out here that there was actually a situation where you would need to stick very much to an itinerary and whether or not someone would come round with you uh, from the member of the establishment. Uh, that, that could possibly have been, I think, something in that. Uh, of yeah. course, nowadays, it's not like North Korea, I believe, where you have to do something like that, uh, or Myanmar, uh, Burma, of course. Um, and and let's, let's hope that it never does uh, okay. become, yeah, become, become like I that. Hope but not. Um, I will say, though, on the, uh, on the visa itinerary, because I've just done one for my mum, actually. My mum just from England went to get her visa. Um, I'm not going to spout much about this now, but I had to come up with a, how do you say, um, a, a, a realistic uh, itinerary that could be followed um, uh, that maybe not be due to certain weather conditions and things like that. So, yes, don't worry, listeners. Uh, it really is absolutely fine. And Josh, are you saying that you could just basically uh, put anything then or... You can. I mean, I I think that it has to be reasonable. But the, as we're going to go over in just a moment, there are some stipulations that you have to provide in order to have that itinerary. And so that's what we'll talk about in just a moment. Yeah. And one other thing, I think it was episode 32 of the of the China Jedi show. Uh, we had my uh, my father was on and we, we, we were talking about traveling in China and recounted this time where we took a Chinese tour uh, to Zhang Jiajie. And it was possibly the worst thing that we ever did, um, decided to do as a father and son. So that's an interesting episode. If you are thinking about going on a Chinese tour, and I'm sorry, I am being generalized there, but most people who I have said uh, have asked have been on a tour. They made that their first and last. Right, let's move on, Josh. Tinker Dong topic time. Here we go. Tinker Dong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you'll be listening to the wrong song. Now we're on Tingbudong, and I want to talk to you guys. We're gonna we're gonna go diving a little bit deeper into this visa itinerary thing. And if and maybe you're shaking your head and going, ah, I've already got a visa. Again, this is super important if you've got friends or anybody that's coming to visit because, it, like I've had people come and visit me before. My aunt, my uncle, it was awesome. Had them come out. Mm-hmm. And we had to do a dance and there's this bureaucratic dance that China makes you, you know, everybody do, whether you're an expat or you're a tourist, you're going to, you're going to do that dance at some point (laughs) where some policy, some rule, some, something is going to force you to do some, force you to kind of work around that policy just because it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And this is one of those things. Um, if, if you're living, so let's say when you had your dad, did you, uh, give him an invitation letter yourself saying that he was going to visit you? Wow. 
Right, hang on, I'm just catching the worms because you've opened a huge can of them. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're everywhere here. Don't don't go on his purple shirt. That looks like it's newly washed and worn. Um, right, well, Josh, how do we how do we start this? Wow. So, um, what I've done before in the past is I made a letter from myself saying, mm. as a son, I, I work here and uh, this is my passport number and we'd like to invite him out here and the money that he'll be using is from his own money and he'll be going back at this date. And then I do that little itinerary. I will go to Macau then and we'll stay in Zhuhai then and we're going to go up to Jiang Jiajie then. Nothing too detailed, but showing, you know, the dates that he's yeah. here. And I've sent that off once and it was refused. Uh, this is in England. And the reason mm. it was refused was not because of the fantastic itinerary I came up with, but because <laughs> my, my working visa is renewed every year, finished within three months. It, it, it had to be renewed in August time and he was coming out maybe in July time. So because mm. my working visa was only valid for three months, they didn't do it. So of course money was lost back. We had to go with a new application. And so what we did this time is, and I would seriously recommend this Josh to our listeners, people who are in China who are having um, their, their parents or family members or friends come out, or maybe even those from who are going to China in a different sense. Um, is to is to use a Chinese uh, person or a Chinese friend if you have mm. one. So I used a good uh, my good friend Sally, uh, who who I've done business stuff with, and I'm, I'm good friends with her. And she basically invited them this time because she has the Chinese ID. You put that instead of the visa details. You also have to send photocopies of her marriage certificate, her Chinese ID, um, mm. and, and nothing too much more than that. And it was absolutely fine. So I don't know yeah. if I've screwed your ting dong uh, <laughs> strategy a little bit here. Uh, and that worked. So that, I'm just giving you my, my take on that. No, I think that's great. I, but my question would be, and this is a legitimately serious question here, yeah. is was there any advantage of uh, – because I think that's a different – visa than a tourist visa right because you're visiting friends and family or was it a tourist no visa? no 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 so let me make that clear then you would think wouldn't you if like myself you lived out here for a long time that that would be the one to go for family members coming out that's actually for chinese uh, okay that's what people. i thought yeah so you have to do the tourist route so this is for tourist visas yeah and and again my mother just went through the rigmarole of that she had to go all the way to london because this mm -hmm. is england listeners uh, since 2018 November, uh, the laws have changed again. And even though my mother's been out here and has like four or five uh, tourist visas, she now has to go down to London. Uh, she can't do it in the post anymore and give fingerprints uh, yeah. to the establishment now as well. So it's really tightening up, as we know anyway, here with bank accounts and things like that. The money's gone up sky high. And again, we used our friend Sally. So Sally Chen, if you're listening, which I'm sure you probably are, because this is great for your English, as you always tell me. <laughs> um, uh, thank you very much again for uh, allowing my mother to get her visa, because if we'd have used myself, like any normal, logical state of mind would have done, <laughs> it would have been probably refused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I've done that. I've done that same dance that you're talking about. And I think I got to the end of it and I was like, I feel like that was possibly more work than <laughs> if they had just applied for a tourist visa. Uh, and, and, and I don't know that I think it could go either way, but what happens is when you apply for a tourist visa like that, if you don't have someone like yourself who is willing to, you know, send you an invitation letter, mm -hmm. then you're, you're stuck with one of two options. You either get an yeah. invitation letter from a tourist agency, a registered mm -hmm. tour agency, 
or you have to create this itinerary that includes round trip tickets, that includes hotel reservations. And we're not talking about, you know, just writing on a paper and saying, yeah, we'll probably stay at, you know, the, the Jingjiang Inn at, uh, in Beijing. No, like they require you to submit, um, proof that you've made reservations at these hotels wow. and, and, and proof of round trip tickets. And it's really ridiculous because if you think about it, there are ways to enter China on a train. You could come in on the Trans-Siberian train. You could, you yeah. could, um, you could take a cruise into China. You can come across land. Let's say I used to live in, or, you know, I'm, my second home is Xinjiang. You can come across from Kazakhstan over land or from Pakistan or Kyrgyzstan over land. They won't, the embassies will not accept that any form of like saying, Hey, I've got a, I'm taking a train. I'm, I'm driving across. You have to have round trip flights, at least at this moment. And, and it just creates this bureaucratic kind of red tape that you've got to go around. And so one of the ways that most people end up doing this and it seems shady, but I promise you it, there's just, there's no way around it. That's what I hate about Chinese policies is, is yeah. it sometimes I feel like I'm in this like gray area yeah. where is this, is this ethical? And, and then I have to remind myself there's no other way I, I have to do it like this. And so what I end up telling people is you just have to make sure that, and, and I go on to, let's say I, I like to fly Delta here in the U S and they have a specific feature where I can click to only find refundable flights, like fully refundable flights. And so I have to buy a fully refundable flight. And maybe this is just for the U.S. I don't know. I can only speak from my experience in the U.S. Buy a fully refundable flight and buy fully refundable um, hotels. And then just build my fake itinerary about Beijing and Shanghai. And then, of course, like we just talked about in the in the tip of the week, once you arrive, nobody's going to care. You can get yeah. those things refunded. It does not matter. They're not even going to ask you, hey, wait a second. You didn't arrive on the same flight that you told us you were going to arrive on. They, that does not go into the system at all. You arrive. If you have your visa, you're let in. If you don't have a visa, you're you're automatically put you actually, if you don't have a visa, you probably didn't get on the plane in the first place, but, but that's another story. So applying for a visa without a travel agency itinerary can be, um, well, as you know, with that can of worms, I think there's still one on your face, by the way. Um, but <laughs> that can of worms, uh, it can be a really frustrating process. And for a lot of people that don't have that ability to have someone invite them, it means kind of just dancing around and trying to figure out, okay, I, I guess I'm gonna have to buy refundable flights and refundable hotels. Are you serious? Is that what you've had to do? Absolutely. And it's happened with a number of people. As a matter of fact, and if you all, we can link to this, um, maybe I'll just make it a short link, like travelchinacheaper.com slash, um, what do I want to see? Um, worms on my face. Worms on my face. Sure. Yeah. But if you look like it's a very popular, it's, it's highly searched for. I get a lot of search traffic over a hundred right. people reading this every single day. And all it is, is how to get an, how to get a Chinese visa without, um, without an, a, travel itinerary or without a tourist itinerary. So in other words, you know, do I have to buy round trip tickets? Do I have to buy refundable hotels? And the answer is in a lot of cases, yeah, it's stupid. I realize I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's yeah. kind of the way it goes. I mean, Josh, you know, I, I'm alluding, I alluded to earlier, my friend, Sally, of course, that's not her name for yeah. obvious reasons, but I mean, why don't we introduce them to Sally? <laughs> <laughs> 
that you I think know after my a little while, the, the Chinese government yeah. would realize they're like, everyone's <laughs> going to visit Sally. What is going on here? Oh, but it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and like you said, it's a huge gray area. There's no, at the end of the day, I, I feel the people who are, there's a box, as, as I said to my mum, and they need to tick, tick it. And if you give them the right documents that ticks that box, you're mm. gone, you get your visa and out you go. Um, with a, a big hole in your wallet still, of course. Um, <laughs> the thing is, uh, that the situation you've just explained is just, I mean, it's Wufa Shangxing. It's ridiculously unbelievable. But in a sense, it's pretty believable um, from obviously being in this kind of system. And so the other thing I wanted to ask was, if you did get a travel agent, say, for example, my mum, yes, she contacted uh, TravelChinaVisa.com, a London office, they would help do that for her. She'd still have to go to London to, to give her fingerprints, however, but she'd yeah. pay probably £100 more um, on top uh, for her to then script that itinerary um, and, and, and do the things that you've said you've had to do by yourself. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah. In, in the United States, it's slightly different because, um, okay. at least for now, I, as a U.S. citizen, do not have to go to the embassy. Uh, I can, but I can't mail in my application either. Somebody has to physically hand deliver it. Yeah. And so we use China visa agents. So let's say I'll send it to, you know, a, a passport agency. Mine is in Houston. It, we, there's different sections. So if you live right. in different parts of the country, there's different consulates and I have to send it and then they have to, um, send it in and then pick it up for me. And, and, you know, for that, it's actually worth it for me to pay um, because mm -hmm. they do, they not only look at my application to make sure that I haven't, you know, been stupid and forgot to tick a box or forgot to fill out something. So they'll, they'll actually look over it. But on top of that, they'll actually, they will send, you know, instead of me having to drive down to Houston, which for me is like, you know, from here right now, four or five hours yeah. um, and to drop it off and then to come pick it up. That's another four or five hours each way. It, it's so worth the, you know, I think it's like a hundred dollars for the fees for them on top of the consular fees. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's, it's not too bad. I mean, well worth it, but so you don't have to give fingerprints then? Not yet. I'm waiting uh -huh. for that ax to fall. I mean, maybe you left enough when you were in Xinjiang. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, they have my fingerprints. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw yeah, someone they... come behind me after a restaurant and take my, you know, take my glass and start, you know, dusting it, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. They probably got a lot more than just your fingerprints, Mr. Summers. Um, anyway, moving on. You mean when um, that person stuck a swab in my mouth? That wasn't just because they liked me? I don't get it. Yes, when you were tied up in that hotel room in the dark. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on. Now, one thing I do want to say, uh, being American, you'll find self, me being British, what is all this about why my mum, <laughs> why my mum can only get a two-year multiple entry tourist visa, but your mum get a 10-year one you guys don't have i thought they had a 10-year no. agreement clearly we're not doing enough to mess around with the whole trade embargo stuff and tariffs to to, to get you to you, yeah, know, to you get gotta poke together. that panda bear a little bit harder <laughs> man <laughs> but i mean really any idea on on what that's about i mean again like you said you don't have to give fingerprints at the moment but the wave might come and we don't get 10-year visas and the wave might come yeah. I mean, I've been, yeah, who knows? I, I think, 
<laughs> to me, the 10 year visa is nice, but at the same time, most, you know, a, a passport doesn't even last for 10 years. So most of the time huh. you're, you know, you're just, you, it basically means you get a visa for the duration of your passport, <laughs> wow. whatever that may be. Yeah, never thought of it like that. Although saying that, you know, I've got two passports at the moment because I had to renew my passports. So my old passport's got my China visa in and I just take two passports with me. Yeah. So I'm sure you could do that with a 10-year. Is that expensive, that 10-year visa, Josh? Do you know? It's the, the same the price. That's what I tell people that are applying for visas. Like, you just ah. do it. Whether or not you think you're going to use it or not, it's the same price, so you might as well. I just can't believe I mean, maybe that 10-year visa when people are listening to this podcast at some point will probably now be a one-month visa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the way things exactly. are going. Okay. Anything else you want to mention on that? Because there's some really good stuff in that. And I'm sure anyone listening has had the same, has made the same dance or listened to the same song as we all have with this visa's mess. Yeah. No, I think if you do, like, if you have any questions, definitely jump on over to travelchinacheaper.com slash Chinese dash visa dash FAQ. Maybe I'll just do that. Chinese dash visa dash FAQ. And there's, I mean, again, I'm coming at it from a US American perspective, yeah. but I also get, you know, a lot of, of input from people like yourself and Australians and, and people from all over the mm -hmm. world that are applying for Chinese visas. And, and, the the one thing that I take solace in, and you should as well, is that it's it may not be equally frustrating, but it is frustrating for everybody to get a Chinese visa. Like it's it's not the easiest thing in the world. So at least we're all together in that sentiment. Well, you're right, but then again, it's not completely all the same, is it? Because you get a ten year one for less than what we get a two year one. We have to give fingerprints. Um, Goodness sakes, uh, quit yeah. complaining, Chris. I'll like, well, yeah, yeah, nah, 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 nah. come on. And, uh, and I, I, I tell you what, get, uh, as I take this final worm off my forehead, apparently, <laughs> and again, it's so you just really don't know. Um, just think, going back to our quote, forms of ignorance is judging something before you even really know it, is that you can get a free day visa to come into China through Zhuhai, Hong Kong to Zhuhai, at the Zhuhai port. But I tell you this, Josh, it's an absolute lottery to know if you can still get it when your parent arrives in a month or so. Yes. So it's just not worth, listeners, risking those kind of things. Exactly. And that's this is probably for another show, another time. But there's something called a visa-free transit policy that China has where you don't even need to apply for a visa. I've heard but, this in Shanghai and stuff, yeah. Oh, it's in Shanghai. It's in Beijing. Beijing. It's it's all over and i don't want to because this is a really deep hole that we could dive into but uh it's like you're saying it, it is still somewhat of a lottery because china refuses to be really specific about who can or can't right. use it so okay. the the worst thing i i actually have stories of people uh that that are you know part of my community that have flown out to china and then immediately been turned around and put on a plane back home because they didn't apply or they didn't uh they didn't meet the proper requirements as set out by the way they thought it. so i mean a total wasted trip can you imagine and so i tell i mean i tell people it's like yeah it sucks to pay for a visa and to pay for the consular fee and any visa service fee but wouldn't it be so much worse if you arrived and then realized they weren't going to let you in like that would <sighs> suck Josh, 
apart from the sweat patches that are starting to drip underneath your maroon aristocratic yeah. top, I do not want yeah. you going down any more holes today and possibly getting it even more dirty. So <laughs> we are going to move on from the visa. I was visa... hoping you couldn't see that from here, but <laughs> From the visa debacle. Let's learn some Chinese, here we listeners. Jingle jangle jungwen. Oh, we chat waiting, we chat waiting, we chat waiting me. We chat waiting, we chat waiting, come to my party. Jingle jangle jungwen. We've got a oh, good yeah. one for you today, and this is one that I think is probably one. If if I were to say, I would say is one of the more um, useful phrases that you can have in your pocket as a traveler mm. or even as a even as a um, an expat going around. So let's say you're going to a restaurant that you've never been okay. to before or you're going to any place where you're you're ordering something that maybe you you're not quite sure and and if you were to tell somebody and I'm actually uh, I sent this to you and I think I said it wrong so I'm going to rephrase this and it's not exactly how it's written on you. <laughs> but if you were to say ni有什么推荐的吗? Or if this is what do you recommend? So if you can imagine going into a restaurant and, and, and all it takes is just this one thing where you just look at the waiter and you go, what do you recommend? And they'll probably rattle off da, 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 da And you just shake your head and go, yeah, <laughs> or, or you can point to something, but I mean, they know what people generally like. They know what's really good at a restaurant. So if you were asking, what do you recommend? You can usually get a pretty good answer. Have you ever tried that before? Well, oh gosh, another can of worms. Put it away, researchers. I can't <laughs> stand this. Uh, it, it, it's a. I think especially when you're new to China, and in, and let's be honest, it is literally just ting badong every second. Um, it's good to have something like that. I think that's a, a great question. But what do you recommend? Yeah, what 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 do you think is best? Mm-hmm. Um, have I got this right, Josh? Just again, uh, ni you Yeah, ni tui, that's a, that's a high tone, tui jian. Ni you tui jian. Ni exactly. Okay, I'm, I'm just wondering if you could put it other, no, you couldn't use ni hui tui jian shema. That's, you. Like, I, I, that's the, that's, you're reading off of what I originally put down. Um, I'm second I guessing how, how myself. Very, how very dare you, Mr. Summers? Absolutely not. I'm reeling off my my uh, consciousness of Chinese language learning. How about this then? Ni tui jian you shema. I think if you were to say ni tui jian shema, yeah, because that recommend you, it could be a verb in there as well. You recommend what ni tui jian shema? It may not it may not sound right to a Chinese ear, but they would understand what you're saying. So if you okay. said ni you shema, you have what yeah. recommendation? Ni有什么推荐的吗? Then that would that would be the more proper way to say it. Right. Well, we like to do things properly. So ni有什么推荐? Um, and and let's break that down though. So we've got ni, which is you, yeah. Yes. And then we have yoshama. Well, yo is to have, right? So you right. have. Shuma uh, shuma is I guess kind of what, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so you, you have what? And then twei twei jian, twei jian, uh, first and fourth tone. This is kind of then the this is the to, to recommend, to recommend, yeah? That's the 
in this case, it's actually, you know, it's, it's not a verb because you're saying recommendation is what it would translate right. to because we're saying you have what recommendation, okay. but it could also be a verb. But in this case, yeah, what we're saying, you have what recommendation. Okay. So could yeah. you say very, very quickly, you recommend and just kind of say, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they, they may they may laugh at you a little bit, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, if if your if your point is to communicate, then yes, you have accomplished your goal, and uh, and you know really that that is the whole thing. I think the important word, if you were to only remember one thing out of this whole bit, is just that tui jian. Yes, exactly. I mean, if you were to say that to a waiter, there's no other thing that they could. I mean, what do you think? Are you you're you're not asking for yeah. a recommendation on you know whether I should wear a purple shirt or another <laughs> shirt? They know you're asking for a recommendation about food, so it yes. it only makes sense. Yeah, it's in context, and you know, as a language learner of Chinese, it's you've got to get used to that. I think also, you know, Josh, of people laughing at you, and 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 actually, it it one of my gripes sometimes is when you are trying to speak Chinese. It, it is a bit of a demotivator when someone laughs at you. They're not doing it to, you know, to make you feel bad. It's just that, you know, like, for example, in England, if a Chinese person came up to me, I say this to my Chinese friends sometimes and, and, and spout some English out and it sounded a bit funny. I wouldn't laugh at them. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, and I do like to laugh at people, especially myself. <laughs> but, you know, in that context, I don't know if there's a British kind ofness about stiff up. Like you just wouldn't because they're trying to reach out in your exactly. own language and you try and put it together Tui Jian, like you're saying the waiter would he laugh would he say ah what do you say or would he say oh yeah i get it he'd think for a moment and i don't know in my situation in china as a language learner when you do whack out things like that that might not be grammatically correct it can be a bit difficult for the person to use the context and put two and two together uh, you use a little bit of that ingenuity. I don't know if you found that when you were learning Chinese at first up in your part of China. I mean, it might be a, something to do with that too. Uh, it could be. I think when you combine it with a little bit of hand language, a little bit of sign language. <laughs> so, no, I'm serious. Like if you're pointing at the menu and saying, Tui Jian, Tui Jian, I, there's there's a likelihood that they're gonna go oh yeah stupid foreigner but here's what he's he's wanting you know I'll just work. point at something he might like all right all right okay work on the probability <laughs> work on the average yeah yeah make it make make your odds stack up yeah use the hands and all types of things but tui jian tui jian tui jian is to recommend recommendation so that's wonderful yeah yeah that's good say it, say it one more time Mr Summers. All right. The word that we're talking about is tui jian. And the phrase that we used was ni yo shema tui jian. Ni yo shema tui jian. That is correct. Okay. Right. Well, uh, what do you recommend? I recommend, because uh, you've been talking far too much. Um, I recommend we get into dwey but dwey again. One, one, brother. What a segue. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way. Back with Dway Badway. Um, I have Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry, uh, um, uh, Josh Shub is in the studio <laughs> with me today. Uh, I'm going to go back over it, and then you're going to give me your, um, your famous uh, opinion. According to a recent poll, the three best-known Western names in China are Jesus Christ, 
Richard Nixon and David Beckham. What are you thinking about this, Josh? You know, I have the name that I always ran into because people love to say it, at least, you know, back when Obama was president, people always tell me, Obama, Obama, like (laughs) that would just be, and and now Trump, like it took me a while to get what they were saying, but, and and that one in Kobe, Kobe Bryant, oh man, I'd hear that one all the time. Right, right. So the only one of what you've said that I've heard before is David Beckham and, so I'm going to have to say that I, I think that, no, those three are not the most popular because I think that uh, right now there are many other names. Um, I would imagine with all this trade war stuff that's happening as this is being recorded, that the name Trump is being said often and with much spite. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Boudet. Okay, Mr. Claverclocks. What, what say you, Mr. Chris? Well, I, I, I probably would go with that, yeah, on the fact that I think Jesus Christ is a, is a definite one. Uh, biggest growing religion in China, of course, uh, Christianity. And Richard Nixon, because I don't know, I think it's one of those moments in history, US-China politics, where, you know, Nixon came over and they played, you know, had the table tennis tournament and all that. I think it's, it resurfaces. I, I think it's a bit like a... A washing machine it goes around and comes back again but and the david beckham yeah that's a big one too so do you know i probably would maybe go away with that one all right i, I like it i think would. i think we need to be on opposite ends here just so at least one of us is a winner <laughs> and one of us is a loser yeah no 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 no. hang on a minute now remember it's only your choice that matters mr oh, i know i this think to you <laughs> I give this to you, even though I haven't seen it. So I'm I'm opening up the envelope now, listeners. Here we go. According to a recent poll, the three best known Western names in China are JC, uh, sorry, Jesus Christ, not the rapper, uh, Richard Nixon and David Beckham. And the answer is, uh, you were right. It's Boudway. All right. I love it. (laughs) Oh, dear. And and funny enough, uh, you see, this is, this makes me a little bit annoyed. Apparently, uh, this, I, I don't know where they get this information from. The three most common names, apparently, and I, and I ask you again where this poll was, but we don't have time for this, where it was yeah. taken, who it was done. It's Jesus Christ. He's back in business, JC. It's Richard Nixon. Yeah, Richard Nixon is back with a vengeance. And it's Elvis Presley. What? What? So you're saying that I was right. You were with my right. answer, but I was absolutely wrong in my assertion that Beckham of the three names yeah. was the more popular one. Right, wow. and that's a good point. That's a good point. Is there no, any no, no, way no. we can get no, that no, no. point no, taken no. back? You quit talking with the judges. <laughs> judges <laughs> have conferred and they, they have decided that's... my favor. Okay, fair enough. But I think, and again, uh, maybe off air this will need to go. Jesus Christ, perhaps Richard Nixon, Elvis Presley, they're old school, man. Yeah, that if we're that, thinking that, 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 I don't know if that's a recent poll. I think that whoever took this poll yes. or, or the, the researchers are a little old. <laughs> oh, Josh, I wouldn't say that. Right. Anyway. OK, <laughs> um, it's time for. Uh, well, generally, we come to the end of the pod. But now, of course, every week, listeners, Mr. Summers is bringing something to the table for us, which is delightful. Let's get into this week's giveaway. Because hmm. it was breaking news. From the red guest house. 
Absolutely. Well, listen, I, you know, one of the things that I get the privilege of doing as I, as I work with a number of different companies is that I get to, um, you know, work with the, the people to create just kind of exclusive deals and everybody's aware. I don't know if you've ever used a, an app before. I love this app on my phone. I open it pretty much every day as I study Chinese and it's an app called Scritter. Have you ever used that uh, before, Chris? Josh, uh, touche, my friend. Uh, I w- use it every day. Yeah, I know. Monday, it's, to, Monday to Friday. The weekends I have Friday. Yeah, it's basically they've done a great job of gamifying yes. the learning of Chinese written characters or even yeah. just reading. So if you're if you're if you're working on reading and writing Chinese characters, you have to at least try Scritter. And normally I think it's like a seven day free trial. But what yes, I've been able to to they've offered us six months for uh, to give away for a user where you know if if uh, if we we can give this to one of our listeners and they will get six months. To to use Scritter for free. And I guarantee you in six yeah. months, you could learn probably a thousand characters and, and have, and learn how to write them and learn how to recognize them. Recognize six months them. is a long time. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think that that's a huge value uh, for anybody that's trying to learn uh, the Chinese language written or reading. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, I really do use it every day. I actually paid, um, Oh, I wish we'd have done this earlier. I'd have taken this offer up myself. <laughs> Couldn't have bothered putting it out to the listeners. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, don't put that one in, by the way, researchers. Cut that out. Uh, basically, I use Scritter every day. Uh, I do it for about 10 to 15 minutes. And it, it, you're absolutely right. It gamifies it. So I've learned probably since I've been using it, which is about four or five months, I've learned over 250 characters, um, which I never thought I'd have been able to do. I do it for memory because i think Mm -hmm. as we're getting old it's good for that it's a bit of fun it's on your phone it's really easy to do between lessons or whatever you do as a as a career and when you're in china it's perfect because you start to see and the game begins on the computer on your phone but when you go around and you see signs and that you start to identify them which just adds to your learning yeah so it's a brilliant app josh i would say it's a little bit expensive so I think this offer is really quite good. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it is. It's for some reason, it's one of the yeah. more expensive apps, I think, out there for, for Chinese language learners. Um, but, you know, I, and I think, I hope, Chris, I think you're going to go into details. But, you know, one of the things, the way that we're going to be giving this away is, is and, and a lot of the different giveaways that we're going to have going forward is to yeah. request. You know, we want, if you've been listening to this far in the podcast, I, I assume that means you like at least one of us, hopefully me, maybe, maybe Chris, I'm not sure. Yeah. But, I mean, you've enjoyed listening. And one of the best ways that you can help us is to leave a review, leave a review of the podcast. And what we want to do is we want to reward that in some way. We can't do a tit for tat. You know, I think that's ethically wrong to say, you know, but we can do kind of this lottery where we say, hey, we'll, we'll give away a, you know, six month um, subscription to Scritter to one of the people that leaves a review for this podcast. And, um, and it's something that's easy to do. And, you know, Chris, the other day I was actually looking on my phone and I searched China podcast. And unfortunately I didn't see within the first page the the China Jedi and and that's a mm-hmm. huge shame not because I think that we're some incredibly awesome thing yeah. but because uh, one you've put a lot of work into this Chris a lot more than I have and and two a lot of the ones that do come up either 
don't even have anything. Like I don't even see what it has to do with China or they're not even yeah. active podcasts. So if somebody's looking for a China podcast, I really want them to be able to find this one. And if you're listening to it and enjoying it, I hope you could say the same as well. Yeah. Um, good points there, Josh. Uh, all good points, uh, apart from the fact where you said that people would like you more than me. Um, but anyway, <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't a popularity podcast. But if it um, was, I would. It, I, yeah. might be. Uh, never mind. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's that Jesus Christ, isn't it? I've been saying earlier. It's getting me all messed up. Um, but no, it's very simple, this. Uh, Squitter. Now, I paid, just, just to put it into context, it's over £100 I paid, £100 uh, for the year. But I'm doing it because it really does work. They have a, a clever algorithm that takes the ones you're not really understanding and feeds them back in in a, yep. you know more more times than the ones you definitely easily get so it really does work and it's fun and it's quick and easy like 10 15 minutes a day is what you need and i don't even do it on the weekends so you're getting six months uh which is going to be over 50 pounds worth for free all you need to do listeners to get scrittering um uh, is to do this you go to the china jedi homepage chinajedi.com homepage and you will see all of these different pod links to the different channels that we're on maybe Stitcher, maybe iTunes, uh, Google Play, all the different ones. Because, of course, we've all got different phones, Josh, right? Either yeah. iOS or, uh, or, or Android. <coughs> and then what you do is you click on that, you go to one of the places we're on, and you leave us a simple review, um, hopefully positive, of course. Uh, you put something down there like, Chris is really cool, Josh they need to get rid of. Hey. Um, or even, do you know what? A worm would probably be better than Josh recording your <laughs> podcast with uh, and then and then and then here's the difficult bit josh this is really difficult you press that button on your keyboard that says p-r-t-s-c print screen yeah you then copy it into your email and you just send that screenshot of your review to info at china that's info at china and i guess if you're the first one you're listening to this now and you get on and do it and you're the first one then boom the code will be sent out to you we promise and you'll get your six months free absolutely and for those of you that are mac users that's command shift four and then you'll <laughs> see something no i'm serious and then it'll you'll yeah, see yeah, something yeah. and you can create a screenshot there and and again send that in to info at chinajedi.com and for those of you that may be listening down the road and you know it's already passed you can still go to the to the the show notes and we'll have a link to scritter that not only includes this, the free trial that they have but there will be an extra incentive um, it may not be as good as 6 months but i promise you it'll be something worth at least trying if you want to give scritter a try yeah really awesome awesome points josh so wonderful Great pod. I enjoyed that today. You're getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. But yeah, I guess so. Oh, those sweat patches are humongous. Put them away. <laughs> right. Okay. Keep scrittering. Uh, keep podcasting. And I would say, actually, Josh, to everyone, if listening to this podcast, they're clearly uh, not technophobes. They're going to know how to do that very, very quickly. So get those screenshots in, listeners, and we look forward to speaking to you soon. Josh, I've got to... Uh, i got to go clean up those worms. They're all over my floor. See you later, buddy. So, yeah. This is China Jedi, people. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, 
or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you.